The Story in Your Head, Episode 10. What does it mean to trust? Welcome, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about trust. What does it mean to trust somebody? What does it mean to trust yourself? And why is it critical for leadership, especially today? So let's start, Ron. What is trust? Thanks, Michelle. So there's, when I'm holding trust, I hold that there's, there's two, two words called trust. One is trust like a noun. Like I've assessed somebody as trustworthy. Or I can look back and go on the past and everything else, and I can say, yes, I, I trust them because of those things in the past. And then there's the other one, which is like the verb is to, you don't have a, that past, and now you're going to actually trust them, which means you believe in what they're going to do in the future. So if we separate those out and say one's a noun and one's a verb, right? even though it sounds like the same word, it helps me to keep them separate this way because what I'm really looking at trust is how I hold somebody will act and perform in the future with regards to my concerns and with regards to their own concerns. So before I go forward, any, any questions there before we start on that? So, yeah, I do have a question. So you talked about trust as a noun and trust as a verb, right? And how they act and perform related to that. Is that for both of them, the noun and the verb? It is um, because you're you're going to look at whether they, they do something in the future, but one is based on the past, and one is the creation of a of a belief, a way of being, a space that's an opening for somebody. They're they're like one's grounded in all this past, right? But the other one is like going forward. And what I find is that a lot of times that I meet people for the first time, and whether I trust them or not, will matter on how we interact with each other. And if I'm doing it on the past, but I don't know them, what do I do? Like how do I how do I act with them? How do I create myself? How do I create them? And how I do that will matter. And if I just drift into it, then I'm open to whatever else, like who they look like, where they come from, their accents, their body language, all that stuff comes into play versus me saying, no, I, I create that I trust you going forward. Okay, that's helpful. Let me just put a situation out there. Not that I've been in this a few times, but so you're meeting somebody for the first time and others have told you about that person, uh -huh. right? Which could create them in your mind, trustworthy or not. It's based on the past, as you kind of talked about. What do you do with that, right? Because I think sometimes you're not being fair to that person because it's created on somebody else's story and interpretation. But is that information? I'd just be curious how you handle those situations. First thing is I remember that when I actually get some information from somebody else about somebody, a different person that I'm going to be working with, it's, and I use this word specifically, it's gossip, right? It's not a truth. It is gossip. It is somebody's interpretation of what has happened in the past through the filters that is their nervous system then given to me. And the mechanics that I hold is a, okay, that person who is like me scared, right? Who is doing their best, who is sharing it as a way of help to me. But at the same time, it's got all their filters that they've created their entire life that is shaping that story to give to me, right? 
And then I also go and focus on the person who's coming in and go, yes, scared self, trying to do a good job, doing the best they can every day, curious, and I create them right in that space before I get started. Now, do I do this every time? I try, right? But some things that happen so fast and then there's something that gets triggered and we're into a conversation before I know I haven't created them. And I can notice it later on to say, hmm, there's something about this person that I'm not sure what to do with. And then I realize it's not the other person. It's me. That I didn't create them as who they could be and that they really are trying to do the best they can and that I can trust them to go forward. Thanks. So it just reminded me of of a story. And the reason I asked that is I was doing some recruiting and we had a couple of college recruits that were on the list. And one person I just absolutely adored his background, right? He graduated computer science, but he also did work in the Peace Corps. And I was looking for somebody to do work in customer experience. And he had been an intern at our company. So I asked, hey, how'd he do? And people are like, no, he doesn't keep his commitments. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. I don't recommend hiring him. So I went and I interviewed him anyway. And it's like, wow, I was really impressed. And so I trusted that he could do the job with customer experience, hired him. He was the best person I think I've ever hired. The, his empathy scale, which is what I was looking for, was like off the charts. And I was, found it interesting how there could be such different views on the same person. And you know, I've since moved on. He's stayed with the company and is doing, doing fantastic. He I can actually do anything he wants, right? The company is lucky to have him to be able to do that. But that was one of the first times that I think for myself, I ignored the gossip, didn't follow it, you know, didn't use that past and said, I just, I think he can, he can do phenomenal at this job. And I had to trust myself mm -hmm. just as much as I had to trust him. I think sometimes even more that I made the right decision. So what, what showed up in your story for me was your trust in yourself. I also heard your scared self gossip was there and all the story, right? But you trusted yourself to make your own assessment about him, right? And then I'm also going to go on a little further to say, not only did you trust yourself, you trusted him. Not based on the past, but based on your noticing of him, that you believed he had the desire to do it. And that changed how he was going to perform because he had somebody who believed in him. So can you trust somebody that you don't believe in? I don't think so. So what, so what is the first step in trusting someone? Believing in them. And for me, the first step in that is believing in myself and trusting myself. Yes, that's where it always starts. And <laughs> that's also the first breakdown I have. When, when I'm in a space where I go, I'm not trusting him, I don't know what's going on, I'm not sure what's happening here. That's all my own dialogue in my head. Now, it occurs in stories like, well, I don't know that I can trust that person. Well, that's the, really the story. I don't know that I trust myself to trust that person, which is come to the next space about trust, right? Is when you trust somebody and they break the trust, mm. right? Then you, you know, the first thing is you get really like upset with the person for going like, wait a minute, I trusted you. And you, you failed me, right? And that's, that's pretty easy to deal with right? The, the harder part is who trusted them in the first place? I did. Who do I not trust anymore? Myself. 
And that is a situation that is much more challenging to move beyond, to start to trust yourself once you have broken trust with yourself. And that's why when people let us down, like they're doing the best they can, they really do care. But when we have been let down because of we trusted them, the person we can't trust anymore is ourself. So how do you, how do you deal with that? Well, I can give you a, a long list of really bad ways to, to do that. <laughs> yeah, I can probably <laughs> add to them. <laughs> right? The first step for me is to notice that I don't trust myself. So many times for myself, it comes in like, I don't feel good. I, you know, I'm depressed. I'm angry. I'm anxious. Right? The first step for me is to bring to the surface that I get it. I trusted, right? They broke trust. Now I don't trust myself to trust in the future. And when you can bring that story up and look at it, then you can go, okay, we're going to run another experiment. And we're going to trust again. And we're going to see if we can you know, build our skill and our capacity to trust back up again. Where if it sits there hidden, right, and that's what our scared self likes to keep it, hidden, because they don't want to talk about being scared or losing trust or all those other things. And if we bring it up and we talk about it, like we would be on a call like right now with you and I, then there's a space for us to really look at it and go, okay, so I need to run some more experiments. I can trust Michelle. I can trust Ron. I can trust other people. And in time, I will begin to be able to trust myself to trust. But if you don't talk about it, you don't bring it out, it will stay inside and really cause a lot of suffering and a lot of pain. Yeah, so you remind me again, some stories I'm recruiting. I don't know, for some reason that's on my, my mind today or that's where I've lost trust. So you hire somebody that isn't the right fit for the role, mm -hmm. right? I remember I had one person just wasn't the right fit. It was a pretty senior level role. And that one I probably handled better than most, right? I've learned a lot. We talked about it, just not the right role. And he agreed it wasn't the right role for him, right? And fortunately, we all figured this out before the guy actually relocated with his family and everything else. And we worked through it. We said, all right, you know, no harm, no foul. Great, you know. But then there was always that doubt in my head is, can I assess and trust myself to pick the right person? So the impact was another three months went by before we thought about another person because I got in my head and exactly right. I didn't, I didn't really talk about it, except I was confused, right? Can I, can I actually hire the right person? Eventually we did, but it was six months, which is a really long time and a huge impact to the organization to have waited that long to find somebody that was the right fit. And when I look back, based on what you just said, it was because I didn't trust myself. Michelle, the, the, the metaphor that helped me is I grew up with a flawed model of performance. And like if you didn't get a 90%, now I think it's 92% or 93% on a test, you, you didn't get an A. And there's really nothing acceptable except an A, right? And then there's the B people, but oh God, those, you know, they're, not, they're not as good as the A's. And then there's the C's and the D's, or now I don't even know there is a D anymore, there's just the F, right? And that's the model we had, which we had to like hit it uh, like nine out of 10 times. We had to hit it in no way, shape and form. Is that the world model? 
entrepreneurs. Yeah, they, they all hit them every time, right? They're successful every time they do something. You know, Thomas Edison, he made one light bulb, worked great, right? Nowhere in the world is that model relevant except in academia. In our world, like baseball, right, if you bat 300 plus, you're probably going to end up in the Hall of Fame. And that means one out of three at-bats, you get on base, which means about one out of 11 to 12 pitches, you actually connect with the ball. That's at like 10% of the time you that a pitch comes across, you actually hit it Now, in, in, into fair play. That's a, that's a success. And yet we live in a world that we have a story of, well, I got to get it right the first time versus let's try this out. Let's run an experiment, right? The other model I use is um, Abraham Lincoln, the guy who, I don't have the numbers right at hand, but he lost the majority of the elections for the offices he ran for. I think he only won two or three, and of those, he became the greatest leader in the history of our country. But did he get it right the first time? No, he didn't, right? But he kept learning, kept running experiments, kept trying it on. But I, I see myself and I see others where we get this story of, well, I got to get it right the first time versus can you imagine a writer creating a book and saying, well, I got it right. Yeah, no, it was the first time through. I got it. What shows up there? Yeah, so thanks, Ron. Thinking back to my story, what was interesting is the person that I hired that wasn't the right fit, we parted as friends, right? It just wasn't the right fit. So I was very resolved there. What I wasn't resolved with is my role in the company, right? Because I didn't trust, I don't know, I had, a, I had a story that, right, that was different somehow. And I needed to do something different, right? And that, by the way, this is a role that had been open for probably two years prior to me taking it on. So I guess now that I think back, getting somebody in six months or finding the right person for this role in six months was actually pretty good since prior people couldn't find somebody in two years. It was it was actually a job about learning in the company, which is which is interesting why that was so hard to find, but it was. But that helps. Sometimes I think about it, and it's another sports metaphor, shots on goal, right? How many, my husband loves to watch hockey, so right, we watch hockey. There's a lot of them before one goes in. And if you get close, great. And sometimes it is about that. And to trust myself that, like I said, batting 300 is great. It means two-thirds of the time is a learning experience. It was pretty young in my career with working for a gentleman by the name of Phil Mesher and made a pretty big mistake. And I know it wasn't his quote, but he quoted it to me. And I was going like, you know, if you need to let me go, whatever it is, I, I get it. I understand. I made a mistake. And he goes, what? We just, we just got you educated. Right? You, you're just now learning, right? Why would we let you go? Right? And it's, I'm also triggered with, I think, a statistics where it says you, you try the null hypothesis, which you don't really know what will work. But you can figure out what doesn't work. So it's all about running those experiments all the time to where you're figuring out what will work because we don't know. And what just because it works before doesn't mean it'll work in the future. Just because it didn't work before doesn't mean it won't work in the future. And to be in those places of running those experiments and finding out what, what can work. Great. One of the topics or one of the things I hear from people all the time, you need to build trust. What does that mean to build trust? I hold that story of, of building trust is the noun, 
right? Right. That's the looking at the space where, oh, you did it. You repeatedly performed well. Therefore, I built trust. And that is, that's a, like, I hold that like the noun version of it. Like it's an artifact, trust, right? Versus, no, I'm going to create it out of nothing and I'm going to be a verb. I'm trusting, right? And that's what I, it shows up for me. And I, I know because I spent some time in my career where there were people who I didn't trust, right? And I just, I didn't trust them. What showed up for me as I began to learn and work with trust is if I don't trust them, I'm pretty sure they won't perform because they don't feel trusted. They don't feel believed in. And that will affect their ability to want to be there and it'll affect their ability to actually like feel free to perform authentically and be in the world. They're guarded, they're protected, they're not open. All right, so on that one, there's some people you didn't trust. Did you just wake up one morning and say, all right, I'm going to create them as trustworthy? Is it that simple? It is, and no, simple is not easy. Right? So just because it's simple, and it is simply that you can trust them, you can, you can call them, you can t- tell them that you trust them, you can act in, in a way that you trust them, and inside your scared self's going like, watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. And yeah, it is that simple. It is not always easy to do. Yeah, thanks. And what about, so there has to be some people that you you don't trust, or, or I should say, are there? No. And how do they get into that space if you're constantly <laughs> creating people that are trustworthy, right? Some just fall into a different bucket. Yeah. So there are a few people in the world that I I trust them not to take care of me. Okay. I trust that they have a story that they don't want to change, that some people are evil, and that they don't care about my concerns because they don't have a story that we need each other to, to get along. And when people have the story that we don't need each other, then they won't have space for me in their world. And I trust them to not take care of me. So the ones that I, I trust to help me, that I can help them, they will value my help and I will get help in return. Those are easy ones to trust in a space that I go, I got it. Like this is a place to be. And yes, they'll screw it up too and I'll screw it up. But we know that we can trust that we're both doing the best we can. The ones that I trust that don't have my intentions, don't have my care as a part of what they're trying to take care of, as well as their own, then I trust them to not take care of me. The ones that it's in the middle of something, right? Like they're somewhat like, like oh, I trust them and they do well and then there's something that they don't do, but you see that there's like, there's a disregard for getting better or disregard for that. It can be a tricky one. And I would rather f- fail in the way of trusting more than not trusting enough. So let's talk about how that relates to, to leadership, maybe self-managed teams or Industrial Revolution 5. Where does trust fall into as a leader in leadership, and why is it important there? On self-led teams, the, there's, a, there's several places that trust can, needs to, has to happen to make it work. The first place is, for the leaders to be able to trust the employees, the team members, that they really want to do a good job, that they care about the outcome. And this is trusting them that they do that and trusting that they have the capacity to do it. If you don't have that trust, 
you can't let them go be who they need to be to make it work. The next place for trust is as teams to trust your visionary who is setting the direction of the company, who's setting we're going to do this in the world, we're going to create this in the world, to, to accept that and trust them to say they're looking out for me and they're looking out for themselves and they're looking out for our customers. Like there's a certain amount of trust there. And that can be a challenge because you don't always have the whole picture to be able to trust them. And those are between like the visionary and the team members. And those are like easy to look at and notice. The one that's a little more challenging for me is all the team members that come in to trust them, that they're doing a good job, that they're doing the best they can, that they all want to learn, that they're all bringing everything that they've got into it versus being reserved or not authentic or not vulnerable. And to be able to trust that when they're coming in, to be able to trust each other. It's required to be able to be open and vulnerable is to be trusting of the other person. Thank you. Any stories where, I should say, where you learned that lesson? (laughs) I don't know how else to put it. Things that didn't work and like, oh, and maybe where one did work, you know, where you did trust them when they came in. So you want an example of? Well, actually, either way, just. So when I think about, you know, I've run large groups and have I thought about every single person that came in, I trust that, right? They're going to do their best. They believe in the vision. I don't know if I've ever really thought about it so consciously. I may have thought of the people maybe that reported to me directly, but I've also had teams, right, where there's a lot of people and what I was reflecting on was how powerful that could be if I think about that for every person, whether they reported directly to me or not, right? And how powerful that could be for the organization. So I'm just curious for yourself, as you were learning how important this was, I'm sure there were sometimes it's like, yeah, this really worked. And sometimes well, I'm not so sure something went wrong someplace and I need to make some adjustments. The first place that worked really, not the, not the first place, but the, a story I'll share was something that worked really well running an engineering and design and manufacturing company. And when I got there, there was somebody running manufacturing and then we replaced them and that person didn't work out either. And somebody came who was not, like would not have the identity to be able to do that, not to be able to, like they hadn't done it in that level before. And I would say in general, not qualified, right? And they came to me and said, you know, I would, this is why I really want that job. And what I was looking for was simple stuff like, do you trust your team? Do you trust everybody in the group? Do you, do you believe in them that they can do that, right? And what I was so impressed with was his care and belief in all of the team, right? Even though he'd never been the leader before, he, he believed in them, he knew them, he, he was cared about them. And when we gave him the role, he took it over and like performed beautifully, cleaned up a lot of stuff. It became a very happy place to work where before it was an exceptionally stressful place to work. So that there's a space where I, I could see that his care, his belief in everybody in the team made it to where he could be the leader of that team. And he did really well, very well. So that's the one where it went well. The other question was one that I didn't, well, let me kind of add, add to that one. So 
you hired somebody into a role that, as you said, if you were to look at his resume on paper, mm-hmm. right, probably is not somebody you would select. So you put the, somebody into that role. I'm just curious. So you can certainly create him as trustworthy. What do you do with the team, right? Are they going to look at somebody that maybe on paper wasn't the right person? So I'm just wondering, like, are there doubts on on teams? And, you know, the team's going to trust you, so they should trust your judgment. But I don't know if that always happens. So I guess how does, to get that guy, that person a fair shot at the role, right? People have to give them the space to, to do his job and to trust them. First, as a leader, I had to trust this person, right? right. That's doing this job, right? But then I also had to speak out loud to the group and individually that I trust this person. So there was a constant story for them to connect to about how trustworthy this person was. And I could speak their virtues. I could speak their care. I could speak that in a way that they could notice him in the world through those stories that I shared with them. So it wasn't just like as a visionary leader, you don't just say, okay, it's yours. Goodbye. Good luck. Hope it works. Right. But it's continually telling the story of what you're about continually telling the story of your belief in them, belief in the team, belief in everything around that, because people will take on the stories that you give them. And if you don't say them out loud, I do know where they go. Everything always goes to the negative and bad. But if you speak it and then they can notice it, they will begin to see the world differently. And that's what leaders do is share stories that other people find seductive and can follow. Yeah. So what I heard from there is, and this is my term, right? You have to be public about it, right? Not keep the stories in your head, but to talk about it and talk about why that you believe in the person, you trust them, and also that you're going to be there, right? People aren't going to get everything done perfect and you're there to help. And you can't do it once and done. It's a continuous thing. You got to show up on a regular basis. You got to share the story. You got to share the story. You got to share the story. Then people will accept it and go forward. Thank you. Yeah. Anything else on trust that you can think of that might be important to our audience? Yeah, I would say trusting someone can occur like magic. (laughs) Just like believing in somebody can occur like magic. Like, I'm not sure I understand how that worked, but it seemed to have worked. It's not magic. When people feel that and hold that you believe in them, They'll live into those standards. I do, right? I do. My coaches, when I was growing up, I mean, when the coaches would tell me where, where we were and how they believed in what I was doing, what I was capable of, I was a different player. And in fact, I think the statistics, they did the research where they said when you give kids negative reinforcement, in general, their grades go down. When you give them positive reinforcement and believe in them, their grades go up. Now, this is just grades, but in life, right, to believe in somebody, and to be believed in them, it, it can occur like magic. And I just share that it's not magic. It's mechanistic. If you believe in them, it, it will change how they perform. And they will have a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah, fun is important. So thank you very much. From magic to mechanistic. Thanks. Michelle, anything else from you? No, I don't think so. I really appreciate this, Ron. I, I was working through the noun and the verb. Because the noun is, I'd say, common, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to trust and you're going to think about trust based on somebody's history, which could be pretty long. 
what I mean by that, you know, somebody when you were in grade school, you know, stole your lunchbox, right? And you're going to hold that against them perhaps for, you know, 20, 30 years. But the verb trust, right, to the magic part, right, of just saying, okay, that's great, but here's where I am now. And as I trust you and I believe in you, boy, does that open up a new space in me and in the other person. And as you say, it's simple but not easy and takes some practice. Yes, it does. And thank you for, for reviewing that. Thank you. Thank you all for listening today. Please take a moment to subscribe to the story in your head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. Thank you all, and we'll see you next time. Bye.